pray for us in the same Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seems evil of you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage, and which did those great times in our sight and preserved us in all the way, wherein we went and among all the people for whom we passed. And the Lord raised straight off from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwell in the land therefore, we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions for your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and be your first. And consume you after that, he has done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. The title of the message is this What do you choose? What do you choose? Joshua says, Choose you say that you will serve. On the way up here, this, this is a perfect illustration. Uh, John it like this. I didn't. I get my card. I didn't. I had my tie on. I, I thought I took a tie and a suit jacket in the back seat. You can travel up here about an hour and 45 minutes of the time. Sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable. So I thought, okay, in the back seat, I had my tie and I had my suit coat. <laughs> and then while I was traveling up the interstate, or those three folks are in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then when I was up the interstate, I thought, okay, I'm going to take my time. Seven miles an hour to put it in the top. That's right. Just right to drive in her head. So I reached out. And I was like, So what do I do? I left early enough that I stopped at McDonald's up here. And I looked at the back seat real quick, yes, see it. So I thought, okay, I can go, I can run down to Walmart real quick. No, I didn't have to mind, I didn't have a chance to pop in the body. I was in a hurry to say, get, get one, scan it. And I was going to the car and up to the passenger thing and put it on. Now, I had to listen to that, number one. I saw so I just come in out of the church and read that preacher about silence. I know some people are good boys and don't care. Some people might have a song about it. I have no idea. And then I said, okay, let's just go down to Walmart to Trader the Hill. And I go in there, get the men's section, find the time. 
well as a host of times. <coughs> okay? And he's trying to call a board name that's great. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so I know black people are different. So, I have to look at this side. I know the red one with that stripe there. I'm like, oh, that looks nice. And look like, well, wait a minute, this might not work. And I had plenty of black guys at home. And I was like, I don't know the choice. Now, the first choice was, so I don't want more drama. The second choice is, I have to go, which side do I pick at? And I had to be quick. So I think I have to get out and I'll walk up in 10 minutes. That's great. But I have to do this. I'll say this. We all have decisions. All right? Before the service this morning, I saw my hand up. And I strongly encouraged her to do one thing during the service. During the sermon, right? And that is to take notes. Because that's what the people ask for what they were. Okay? I'm afraid all of them. All of them. Take notes. And so the left hand, draw. I mean, I get right, you can draw. The sharpest time, I think he's doing the sharpest time is at one of those dollars. Because when you write it, you have more write instructors. When you write things down, you have more of those absolutely retaining than if you just listen and do nothing with that. Or when they're asked, you know, he got the Bible up and you can switch over to the notes or take the notes and get back to the Bible. It's one of two ways. Okay? I'm very serious. And now, you have a decision to make. Am I going to take notes or am I not? You have a choice when you walk, um, when you got this point. Am I going to church or am I not? You go to McDonald's or Ryan's, okay, or Bob Evans or wherever. And you have to make a decision, right? What am I going to eat? I mean, usually at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, or something like that, they'll say, do you want fries with that? And if you order the combo, what is that going to usually ask you? Yeah, do you want to make it a large? Do you want to make it a medium? What do you want to drink? I'm going to wait up. I'll stop the subway here. And flatwood and had breakfast. Yeah, they had good breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's okay. What do you want? I don't want what? But then in the other day, they said, Now, what makes you see one of them? See, we have a series of decisions to make. And I, I kind of say, like this I'm, I'm a pro choice preacher. Now, don't kick me out. Okay? Because I believe this. A baby is that special. That's a baby. You know what I'm talking about. Sixth week, the, my wife's crazy was happening. She had an ultrasound. All this. Plain as day. Now, what that was? That's a heartbeat. How do we know the heartbeat? See, because of the blood. On the blood, right? I'm not going to do the first thing that's going to happen with this. The light of the flesh is where? And the blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Where is number one? And they got that one finger up. Where is number one? Oh, I'm just like this. We're number two. I'm not one of the pieces I'm right here. We're number two. God first. Joshua made the determination that should you just say, who are you going to serve? Now, their forefathers, their parents, couldn't enter through the land because they were serving other gods. Let me give you an example. Moses up from Mount Sinai. He had the Ten Commandments. Or Aaron. They, or people come up to Aaron. Aaron, we need to build this golden calf. Aaron gave into us. And they built this golden calf out of the earrings, out of the stuff that they were able to take out of Egypt. They built this golden calf. Moses got mad at what they were doing. Threw down and broke the package. But you know what? Here's Moses leading over the million. And could you imagine? All, and I don't think you've heard of breaking land. They get to the Red Sea. Moses, get for our God here to die. God parted the waters across the Red Sea. They're thirsty. Moses, you let us out in this desert to be dehydrated and die. Talk about a bitter river of water, didn't it? They, that Moses just had to take the rod and it made it pure water. Moses, we're hungry! Well, they're complaining to God about all this food, and you know what? God provided manna for them. We're tired of manna, God! You see a, a, a trade here? So you definitely provide as well. Who is going to say? Who is going to be first? In verses 1 through 15, they were, this, there's the remembrance of the past. We remember the thing God brought us through. Now, man, it's one thing to be stuck in the past, church, but here's another thing. We said what the past is for, but this was to learn so we don't make the same mistakes. How many of us have ever made decisions in the past and we regret that decision? We have had them. I'll, I'll put my hand up with the breath with the first because I've messed up. But you know what? You learn from it. Boy, that's stupid. They remember what their father said. They remember. Well, they had to get through the land. Some of these ones that were born on the way out of Egypt. Or maybe they were little kids that they were coming out of the land of Egypt. So some might have a little bit of remembrance of what happened there in that land. So there's a remembrance of the past. Well, let me tell you verse number 18. And the Lord bring out 
from before us all the people, even the Amorites, that dwell in the land. Therefore, will we also serve the Lord for He is our God. Here's what they said. We see what God has done for us. We see the things God has brought us through. People in first place in our lives. Verse of the Ten Commandments Thou shalt have no other God before me. Matthew 6, Jesus Christ is coming on the map. says that you cannot serve God and man. What's man? Money. You can't serve both. There's no such thing. My brother said like this one time. We may have to help me. My mom couldn't be a church, so we may have to handle the Sunday school class. That was a crazy one. Okay? Yeah. But I remember something my brother said. There's no such thing as a long fence Christian. A striving defense. Here's the evil. Here's good. I'm not saying you're all are evil. But that's an illustration, okay? There's no fences of trying to straddle the fence. Church, either you're flowing in or flowing out. I'm going to say this. The last couple of months have come out here, off the Lord. I've seen the church flown in. And that's been an encouragement to me. I know it's an encouragement to Mike. I mean, Mike shared a couple weeks ago when we called my wife. So we're seeing God at work. You know what? God does great things in the church of Christ. And they can work in the God does great things when you decide. Say, I'm going to follow him even though he's not going to be the same as he's going to be. I'm going to take him first. I remember when I was a kid, there was a toy junction. I don't remember that. It was a television program for kids. And I always had, remember, PGF. Every night, I just took God first. Church had a choice. He's third. He's third. He's third. They're serving idols. And you know, it's so easy to get caught up. And we say, well, we don't have any gold pads around here. Okay. Well, I mean, you have like Buddha and all those Muhammad's, Catholicism. But you know what, as Christians, we have a hard time putting our first time. Here's what Number one, we must put our family before God. Uh, it was a, I mean, I used to play music like football, and they played on Sundays. And how, you know, are these chairs comfortable? What would you rather sit in? These nice chairs for the bleachers on the football field. So you don't want more people left. Back at the football field. You know what I'm saying? Fine. Oh, my kids are playing, and I'm on four sports. But you know what? I think sometimes we put our families before our life. We put athletics or other events, music, uh, arts, whatever it is, we put those before God. We put our possessions before God. And if you're a workaholic, sometimes you might put your job before God. Put God first. Choice number one, the first choice is this. This is the first place in your life. Is it God or is it something else? Because something else can do this. God, 
I have helped Mr. Kirk remove all this stuff that's been for the place. You're number one. There's things we have to make here. This choice is made on a daily basis. This choice is made on a daily basis. It's not a one time thing, it's a choose you This day. Not, okay, I'm not going to serve God today, but I'll serve Him tomorrow. Or I'll serve God today, but I'm going on a week vacation, I'm not going to serve Him while I'm at the beach. Or I'll serve God today, and when I'm out here to play, I'm going up to the morning town and watch the game at the Rebecca Fields. I'm not going to serve God while I'm there. No, God is saying, choose you when? This day. Each and every day, church, we are to make a decision. Are we going to follow Christ, or are we not? Sometimes, I don't know about you, but it's like, you know, I just don't feel like my mother was in the But you got to look back before, it's very easy to do. And sometimes you just have to do Take that time. Say, God, I need to hear from you. I read somewhere this week, I think it's not 46. And it says, God is our refuge, the very present help and found in need. And later on in the chapter, I think it's around verse 11, it says this. Be still and know that I am God. You know, we get so busy causing doing things that we don't realize that God is truly control. And so, Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. But you still know that I am God. I will be exalted on the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I had to write an article. I did an article that I sent in. What does the Bible say? Try and encourage folks. This is for the press. And you know what? God used this verse for me. God said, Be still. Know that I'm God. Why can't we do that? Because God is our refuge. Because God is our very present God in the time of you. And you know what? That's exactly what I needed for the day. Choose you this day when you're going to serve. God, here I am. Excuse me, according to your will. Every day, one guy would pray this. He said, God, Put somebody in my life that I can encourage them today. That I can encourage them today. I go there and I say, listen, I gotta take my car over to the shop to get away from the city. Um all of them bring me like over the church. He says, you know what, I'm afraid that I'll be able to encourage someone today in your You never know what's gonna happen. But you know what? Satan is wild. You know what he'll say? Yeah. Go ahead and serve the Lord. Go ahead and serve. You, you are the servant. Go ahead and serve. Tomorrow. Wait. What is this week? I got home, got a little tired and everything. I know I needed to mow the grass, but I didn't really feel like doing it. I said, I'll just wait till Saturday. Did y'all get around here yesterday? 
It rained all day long. I guess what did not get done. The dress. This was probably tomorrow evening or Tuesday that I'll be going on much higher plane. How much better would have been done with that sort of Sometimes when we do church, we'll say, God, I'll serve you. Or as Mike has challenged the sentence of the class, and I'm going to challenge the whole church. Okay, we're going to spread it out. That is, I've got at least three tracks this week. God, I'll, I'll, I'll pass up tracks, but I'll do it. I remember one lady at work, she said this, this is during the holidays, not Thanksgiving and Christmas. What is the number one thing people do starting January 1st? Diet and exercise, right? Everybody, right? Most everybody. And if you go into the diet, guess what's on the front page on the first Sunday in January? Exercise equipment. Yeah. All right? Now, how many break that resolution by day number two? <laughs> or some of us have the first day, right? You know what she said? She said, I'll wait till January 1st to start dieting. I know it's hard for the holidays, but why start January 1st? I'm going to start now. Church, why well, wait until something happens to start, start serving again? Start now. Start now. Say, God, use me. You're here and you know respect to Jesus Christ. Let me encourage you to do this. Trust Him today. Don't wait till tomorrow. You're talking about tomorrow and never time. We don't, we don't know what tomorrow is going to be. We might think we do, but we don't know. Today is the day of salvation. Psalm 95, verse 7 and 8 says this, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his, of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to serve this battery because some of us or I'm not going to serve today because I might do it wrong and people will be mad. Get this off to you. Resist the devil. What happens there? He will flee from you. Not because it's one time, it's going to be a constant thing. James tells this. Draw an eye to God and he will draw an eye to you, right? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Each and every day we've gone to do that. The choice first one, choice of who's first in your life. Number two, the choice is made on a daily basis. So here's number three. The choices we make will bring consequences. Choices will bring consequences. Look at verse number 20. I'm sorry, let's go back to verse number 19. 
And Joshua said to the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God, he is a jealous God, he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you the first and send you after that he has done good done you good.
Every time they didn't have a leader, this will turn their backs to God. And God said to them, that's good. Now, you know how we talked about a little bit of eternal security? Who's God's chosen people? Israel. Did they have they always followed the Lord? No. Did God bring them back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Israel turn, turn back to God? Yes. Mm-hmm. At any point, did God say, you are no longer my children? No. Today, has God said, Israel is no longer my children? No. No. Okay. Even though we fall away, we will. Doesn't mean, our wife got married to school about America. Choices bring consequences. In Luke chapter 18, you have the story of the rich young ruler, Lazarus. Both of them died. Lazarus went back to Abraham's book. The rich young ruler said for he ends up. And he said, in hell, he lives over there. You know what? They could have been a choice. You have choices to make. And the choices you make are consequences. Now, throughout Scripture, we see, and we look at all the negatives of the choices, okay? We give you, for example, what caused Moses from going to the promised land? When God told him to speak to the law, they were going to bring out water. He got mad and got frustrated because of the complaints, and he took a step and struck a rock. And as a result, God said, You will not enter to the land. Those are consequences for the choice of people. And that's all these things we are a prayer. To still find out this is lofty heights, I can go home and take my flight. Not this day, it's the place that Moses was when he saw the promise. That's what the writer is talking about. The Moses could not enter because of his sin. David, he's standing against Bathsheba, he's standing against Uriah. What happened to him? He lost his firstborn. And forever, there was going to turmoil within the house of David. He was trying to take over his kingdom. One of his sons, Absalom, caused turmoil. Now, let's flip it around. There's a Jesus teaching, and there's this little boy with a lunch. He had five small loaves and two small fishes. Now, what do you think would have happened when I believe it was Philip that came up to him and said, Son, can I have your lunch? The master needs it. And he said, Nah! <laughs> right? We don't have to teach our kids to, to be selfish. They know it already. Ah. How many of us get like that? Ah. So, there you go. And what happened? With that small bag, with that lunch, the Bible says Jesus blessed it, handed it out to the disciples. And they said over 5,000 people, there's 5,000 men, not including women and children. So if you have a family of four, you're going to have 20,000 people. 
You know, right back there, it might have been 55. Okay? I'm just saying about average right here four. But here's the thing. Oh, good. When I think up what was the what was the meaning that how much I got left? Twelve full back. John takes up next a lot of
I was just nervous, she said. My mind is made up now. I do take the groom. That's not right. Thank you. 